Please take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 37. This morning we're in Psalm 73. Um, and Psalm 37 is much like Psalm 73, but it is a psalm who, through the uh, help of the Holy Spirit, King David penned. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate your testimony, Ron. You got saved when you were 19, and you've been married a year and a half. Oh, my goodness. Okay. How old were you when you are saved? 19. 19. And you've been married almost a year and a half. That means you were married when you were early 18 or late 17 years old, right? There ought to be a, that's insanity, man. It's insanity. We shouldn't be making decisions like that so early in life. And every time Pastor Newby or Pastor Rockwell gets up here, and I hear the word Texas come out of their mouths. I just hang my head. Because we're going to hear another story about Texas, all right? Every, everything is big in Texas, even their heads, amen? You know? It's Sunday night, do what I want, amen? Again, people, God bless them, that would watch us and don't know Christ or not used to an independent Baptist church. They say, what in the world is that all about, Amen? Psalm 37, instead of Asaph, it's David. And David says much of what Asaph said, but I want to drive this stake home tonight. He says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. This is funny. It's odd. It's unusual because there are many times that David fretted because of evildoers. There are times in the, in, in the scripture where he says, my enemies twist my words. You ever had anybody twist your words? In the last several years, I've watched on the news as people's words are twisted left and right, and they're made to be something they really not, or something they said was uh, perverted to make it say something else. The Word of God is so true. It's so practical. Thou shalt not kill, killing all the time. Thou shalt not steal, stealing all the time. I, I go on and on. The words of the Scriptures are so true. When applied to mankind, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Look down to verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off. Verse 10. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Father, thank you for your precious word. So glad we could come together again. What a great opportunity to come and worship you. There are people in this world and other places in this world would do anything to trade places with us, to openly worship you and speak your name and speak your word. Sometimes it's harsh words that we don't like to hear. Sometimes it's tender words that heal our soul and our mind and our hearts, dear God. But we thank you for your precious, precious word. So sorry, dear God, for all the times we haven't appreciated it, the times we have not heeded it. But thank you again for your long suffering, and thank you for bringing to us your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We see two emotions here in verse number one, um, and these emotions are generated by those who are evildoers. Don't it drive you crazy when you see someone and, emotion, and immediately your emotions are changed? Okay, on one part, you see someone to walk in the room and there's great joy 
and exuberance. Another person can walk in the room, there's great despair, or there's great anguish, or thoughts of bitterness. Uh, those thoughts ought not to be according to the Word of God. But we see and observe that evildoers bring these things upon us. He says, he says, not to fret because of evildoers. I wrote down this definition. Fret means to agitate, to irritate, to vex, to make one angry. Why would someone's bad behavior or evil life cause me to fret? Well, there's many reasons. I don't want to get into those reasons tonight. I think sometimes just because we see what goes on and it seems so unfair. What was the point this morning? There are many points I made in Psalm 73, but again, our biggest problem, my biggest problem in my life many times was to look at uh, this world through the eyes of carnal, temporary eyes and through the eyes of, instead of through the eyes of God and looking into eternity. Uh, it seems unfair. That's so unfair, Pastor. Well, let's be real careful because if we all got what we deserved, if I got what I deserved, I'd been in a devil's hell one day paying for my sins. It's probably unfair that Christ had to go to the cross of Calvary and be mocked and beaten and spat upon. That's probably unfair, amen? The difference between those in this world that are evildoers and us, the difference is that these people have bypassed God's mercy and grace into their lives. At one time, we were the evildoers. Maybe we didn't look as bad as everybody else or didn't do as bad as everybody else. I love this thing called sin. A lot of people, when they think of sin, they think, well, I didn't do this, I haven't done that. Remember, sin is just not doing wrong. Sin is not doing right. There's two ways you can break the commandment of Almighty God. So we ought to be careful when we so quickly want to see the wrath and judgment of God poured upon people. I think our hearts ought to break for them first. But we do, like God, and God is this way, He wants to see justice. And He is a God of justice. And He will have His justice in His time. Seems like, um, seems like in this verse, it says, fret not thyself of, because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. It seems like this fretting almost drives us to be envious. Now, one thing about fretters, okay? I've done a little fretting in my life. You ever done a little fretting in your life? Worrying about things that maybe were out of your control? Uh, fretters, I, I noticed this, they draw people, they draw other people into their emotional chasm, amen? <laughs> you know, I'm a mess. Would you come be a mess with me? I've done that to people. and I've let people do that to me. I've told you, I've stood here before and say, there's people I got to cut out of my life, man, because they're driving me crazy. They're taking the joy of God out of my life. We all go through seasons like this, but to live our lives like this, not being controlled, not seeing what we want done. You ever heard, you ever, how many of you ever heard the phrase, if I were God? Don't ever, don't, please don't raise your hand. How many of you all have ever said, if I were God? Well, I hope you realize, I hope you can stand back and say, if you or I were God, it would be a mess, is what it would be. It would be a mess. 
why would I envy or why would David have to tell us not to envy? I believe sometimes in my life I've envied the evildoer, the one who's walking in sin, living in sin, because it doesn't look like that judgment or justice is going to come in their life. Looks like they can live their life any way they want to and feed the flesh and give pleasure to the flesh and they never get called on it. But that's a lie. That's not true. God tells me in this journey of life not to focus on those who are living their lives in calamity and injustice. Their day is coming. He said, I read those verses. Verse 9, for evildoers shall be cut off for yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. So we need to quit uh, envying. We need to quit fretting against these people. And this morning I... I drive a point home, and I left you hanging a little bit, but I want to help complete the circle tonight. Look in verse 3. It tells us what not to do, but I need to know what to do. I, I, need, I think it's sin. It's sinful uh, to do things that are outside of God's will for my life. He says instead of looking at those who are evildoers, those who look like they're, they're profiting and they're going to get away with it. They're going to live lives of ease because they're evil. God says, stop it. He says in verse 3, what you need to do, Daniel, is trust in the Lord. He says, trust in me, Daniel. Brother Newby just got up here and shared his uh, testimony a year and a half after he got married. At 18 years of age, Amen. There must be a law today about that, against that, amen? Uh, I don't think anybody should get married until they're 25 or something. But um, just like Pastor Newby talked about, he trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you remember the day that you trusted Christ and you said, I'm not good enough? All the things I've been trying to attain to make me righteous before God are not good enough. What we did is we trusted in the work that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. The problem is that was so simplistic. And every day of our lives, God says, trust me, Daniel. Trust me, Daniel. It seems like it's hard to trust when things are out of our reach, out of our control. Uh, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. That's what happens when we don't trust God. You know, it's great. I'm so glad we live in the nation we live in. It says right there in our currency, in God we trust. They ring like empty words today, don't they? There was a day that most of America probably trusted in God. It's almost like a mockery in God's face today when we see on our currency, in God we trust. If things keep going the way they're going, There'll be a day you'll not see the words, in God we trust, on our money. That's the path, that's the way of our country. Oh, don't get me wrong, uh, most people look at the word trust. See, there's, well, I didn't learn a whole lot in school, but I learned something. There's, there's verbs. There are action verbs where you're doing something, and there are verbs that are state of being. God wants us to have this state of being of peace and joy and all those things in our lives, but he wants us to be doing something. Trust is just not a state of being, it's doing something in our lives for God. He says, trust me. 
Trust me, he's not sitting still. God has done his part, but he has a part for us to do too. Remember, sin is just not doing wrong. Sin is not doing right. Uh, trust is, uh, what is trust? Trust is uh, calculating a situation without God being involved. And we do that all the time in our lives. We size up things. Is this possible? Can we do this? And we haven't taken two seconds to consider God, his perfect will in this matter. That's trust. Trust is just the opposite of worry. What area of your life and in my life could we trust God tonight beyond our salvation? If you're watching at home tonight or you're here and you've never heard what it is to trust or have faith in, in God or Christ, it's just acknowledging that you're a sinner, believing that Christ died in your place, and then trusting him. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's trust. It's believing he Christ, he alone can forgive you and save you. Trust. Trust. Honesty is a good way to trust God. And the, the, the age we're living in, man, there's, there's shenanigans going on everywhere. Listen, you can sign all the contracts you want with people. You can have clauses. You can have five lawyers look at it. And people will beat you out of everything you own. I see these commercials on TV. Someone walks up to your door and says, uh, thank you. This is my house now. You can get insurance for that. You can get insurance for anything. People can uh, get you, make IDs about you, get all everything you all, put you in debt, and it takes you forever to get out of it. Trust God in being honest. When everybody else is playing that way, and it's our turn to play the cards, God says you do it the right way. Don't you, be, don't you have trickery? Don't you have deceit? You be honest and believe that God will honor us and bless us for our honesty. I, 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 again, I, I, I praised that I, I was so thankful this year. And there's such a tough year and when income's not coming from other sources that the church, that the giving in the church went up, not down. I would have never guessed that. I don't have a lot of faith in you all, amen? And maybe I don't have faith in you because I know me. And I figure you're just like me. Amen. I don't know. I don't know. Giving. My heart hurts for people who do not trust God to give. The Bible says it's the way to get blessing. And I know there's, there's, uh, there's, there's hooligans out there. There are people out there who deceive people, want to get God's money in their pocket. I know they've been around for decades. But it doesn't mean I get to disregard God's thing, this area of giving back to him because he's given so much to us. I hurt for people that don't trust God giving. God, when we give, he wants to be happy about it, the Bible says. Do we trust God in all these things? How about trusting God and serving? Gee whiz, Brother Newby, did you ever think you were going to be a pastor? He said, I said, you're crazy, man. You ain't getting me up there. I don't even like preachers, Amen. I grew up with one. He used to spank me all the time. Amen. You got it. Yeah. Why would I want to be one of them guys? Would you trust God that he's given you the gifts to serve in this church? See, trust is just not at salvation. It's in many areas of our life. How about following God's instruction? I go on all night about trusting God. Oh, you, you don't understand, Pastor. Al. Yeah, we're going to fret. Amen. 
We're going to say, God can't. Just be obedient in those areas of your life that you're fretting right now. He says, stop the fretting and trust me. God, God says his ways are past finding out. He says, Daniel, be obedient and just see if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to turn out. David said somewhere in here, he said, I've lived my whole life and I've not watched the righteous be forsaken. I'm not seeing God's seed begging bread. He says, you trust me and it'll turn out right. It'll turn out better than it ever could have turned out. You being in control, Daniel. So are we calculating things in our lives without the help of God? I'm sure we grieve the heart of God when we do that. So there it is right there. Don't fret, Daniel. Don't be envious. Just trust me. He goes, I got this. Listen, I, tell, I, I didn't have this little story in here. I used to have to coach uh, basketball years ago, coach uh, some girls' team. And I remember we, we went to a championship once, and we had a little strategy, and it we were hanging in there, hanging in there, and one of the one of the ladies goes to our puts her kids in our school now. She it was it was close, just a minute two left in the game. We're down a few points, and we're just waiting for something to happen. And finally, that something happened. It looked pretty desperate, you know. And uh, and uh, when the team was desperate, I was just sitting on the bench. I mean, I, by the time I'd been coaching for years, I didn't care if I lost or won, amen. You know, I was going home that night. This is the last game of the season. I was happy, amen. But this girl, we came back and won the game the last couple of minutes. And she said, I knew everything was all right when I looked over the bench and Coach Green was smiling. God's smiling, folks. I don't care how bad you think it is, how irreparable you think it is how little you have when there's so much that's needed. God's smiling. He just said, I just wish you'd trust me, Daniel. He says in verse 4, Daniel, while you're doing that, I would like you to delight. Look at that. He says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight means to take great pleasure in. Do you and I take great pleasure in the things of God? Do we take great pleasure and this precious word that many people, I'll remind you, shed their blood in their lives for this book right here. We have no idea. I have no comprehension the suffering and pain that people went through just so I could have this book right here. It's incredible. Do we delight ourselves in God's word? See, God's part is to give us the desires of our heart. Okay? Our part is to delight ourselves in him. This is, a, this is a verse I use a lot in counseling. And it's usually, to be honest with you, someone who's looking for a life's mate. I use it in a lot of different ways. But they'll say, I say, here, you, you, you want a life's mate? Here's what you do. Look at this verse. I'll say, delight yourself in the Lord. And if you do that, he promises you he'll give you what you want. Is that what the scripture says? Uh, I preach, I got one amen here, amen. Is this a trick question, Pastor? No, it's what the verse says. But you know what? You got to trust God before you can delight in God, amen. Yeah, I always tell them, though, towards the end of the little counseling session, now I'm going to give you a little warning. When you start delighting yourself in the Lord, 
he'll probably change the desires of your hearts. And you'll learn to be happy without a mate. You'll be ha learn to be happy without this or that or whatever it is in their life. I just know what the scripture says here. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. God may change my desires. Look at verse 5. He says, commit thy way unto the Lord. And again, a lot of people in your business, in your activities, in your efforts in life, you know there are many areas of life that you cannot halfway commit and be successful. You got to buy. You know what this verse is saying? It's saying all my eggs in the same basket. Now they tell you not to invest that way. If you're playing the stock market or whatever, you put a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit over here, or just some over here, and you keep some back just in case it all goes bad. Amen. God says all the way in, Daniel, all the way in. And I tell you what, I'm an age of my life. I'm in. What am I going to do now? Amen. Nobody wants me. Hey. But when you're 40, you're going, hmm, wow, you know, this is, uh, wow, if I, if I got out right now, I could probably work real hard, build a business, get some money, and take care of myself. And God laughs at heaven as we say that. <laughs> like, I'm going to take care of myself. Where does the rain come from? It comes from the hand of God. <laughs> Every perfect gift comes from the Father, the Bible says in the book of James. Come on, man. All God does is tolerate this world right now. The next, the next morsel of, that I put in my mouth, a brat's worth. Amen? amen? And then tonight, heartburn. Amen? <laughs> comes from the hand of God. It don't come from the government. Amen. It don't come from there. Trust, delight, buy into God's plan. Remember, the next breath I take, I can't take without the help of God. Colossians chapter 1, it says that Jesus is the creator. He created all things. He says right now, he holds everything together. We don't even exist without his wishes. It's incredible. Man, this is good. This is easy. But i got to wake up tomorrow morning. I hate preaching this stuff. Because sure enough, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and there's going to be something out of my control. And I go, why do I preach this stuff? It's like God tests me right away. Whatever your life, do you need to trust God right now? Maybe you need Christ as your Savior. I wish you'd bow your head and call upon the name of Jesus to forgive you and save you with all your heart. Trust Him tonight. But if you know Christ your Savior, what area of your life do you need to trust God right now? This is not just to fill up the space tonight. What area in your life and my life do we need to trust God? I got some of them, I promise you. I have plenty of things in my life right now that I have no control to maneuver those things. You know what I've done? I've almost backed off and seen what God could do. Because I realize I can't, I, I know people like that. Is my mother here tonight? <laughs> hey, Mom. I remember when I was 19 years old. I'd just come back from Baptist Bible College, where you were married as a child, amen? <laughs> and I remember it was summertime, and, and some very attractive young lady from Baptist Bible College lived in Fort Lauderdale, stopped to see me on the way home from school. 
And I'm sure my mother sized her up and said, this is not the girl for my son, and said, he's not here right now. She knew where I was, but I'm sure she sized. She wanted to control that, amen? God bless him. Once they get out the door, gang, it's too late. Put all the effort you can in right now. Commit. Pour yourself. The Bible says to commit our way, it says here. The Bible says in James, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Buy into this Jesus thing. Buy into this Word of God thing all the way. We buy into it where we're sitting in the pew and we go, Amen, preacher. Then you got to go live it. Yes, sirree. In Proverbs 14, 12, it says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Well, that's for the evil. No, no, that's for the Christian. Even the Christian go to take a path or a way that seems right. There's been a lot of churches take a path that seems right to get people to Jesus, but it's the wrong way. They draw, try to draw them through the flesh and through the, so through the preaching and the power of God's word. Amen. Thank you. The end of the ways of death. Look in verse 23 and verse 24. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Look at this. And he delighteth in his way. I like when I have the favor of God in my life. I'm sure you all you guys that teach and you ladies that teach and you men that preach. Because in our, in our church only men preach. Amen. Um, can I get an amen there? Amen. Okay. Well, you know, in the world today, Pastor, that's a little uncomfortable. Amen. But still the word of God. Think about old poor old Noah. He had to preach the preacher of righteousness. And all he had was seven folks in his family there for him. And who knows, they might have disagreed with him. I don't know. It says, though he fall, in verse 24, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. When I get in this pulpit, man, I like when I got a right kind of heart. And I've been doing right. And I got the favor of God when I come in this pulpit. It's a great thing. Look at verse 13. We're going to close it up here. I want to look at this wicked person. You want to be envious of them? You want to fret because of what they're going to do and how you're not in control and I'm not in control? Because I'm telling you, those days might be coming. Hey, I, I got an idea. Instead of fretting, <clears throat> why don't we just go out there and love people in their sins and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Why fret? The Bible says, the same Bible says, he that win his souls is wise. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. Why fret? Let's just take them and let God change their heart and renew their minds. Amen. It's good stuff. Who cares about Brat's words? Amen. Look at verse 13. Look at these folks. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. I feel bad for these people. I'm so glad that my day is not coming. Look at verse 35 and verse 36. I have seen the wicked, David said, in great power, and the spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. You know how many people have built great empires in the history of mankind? And most of them are nothing but rubble now. 
They're just bywords. They're just worthless. Hey, do you remember? They only remember those people. They don't even make the history books, some of them. I don't envy these people at all. I'm so glad that I'm on the Lord's side. All this right here that Dave was talking about is trusting God, that he is holy and he is a righteous God. And he's got it. And I just say, sit back and relax. I said, there's so many words in there. There's some more stuff in here. Look at verse 7. I'll leave you with this. He says, rest in the Lord. That's the only one I know that state of being. All the others have to do in some action in our lives. Okay? Let's rest in the Lord and let's be busy doing what he's supposed to be, we're supposed to be doing. Let us figure out in our lives where we're not trusting God and just trust him and let it go because it's out of our control. But he's, he's smart. His ways are past finding out. So let's trust his ways. Father, thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the folks who came back to church tonight, for those who are watching on live stream. Bless their dear hearts. Dear God, help us. Even help us to be faithful. I know I can't even be faithful without your dear help, dear Lord. I can't believe you call me one of your children. Thank you so much. We love you. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen.